What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Multi Goodness Podcast, where we talk all things beer. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Banky, sitting next to the Atlanta United super fan himself, Christopher Tootin. Chris, how you doing? We are the A from way down south, and we are here, rowdy and proud. I'm doing great, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, they that just, was a good intro. Yeah, I like that one. We, I never uh, know what you're gonna say. I know that was, that was good. That it was, was good. We went down actually uh, a little bit ago and watched the yeah, about it, a month ago. They wrapped up another cup. Yeah, they did. I figured I'd I'd throw that in there. You know, U.S. Open Cup champions now, yeah. and that means they're gonna be buying themselves into a, another tournament next year. So yeah, enough about awesome. Atlanta United. As much Anyways. as I can never talk enough about them. Give them the socials. Yeah. So you can stay up to date with all things multi goodness at our website multigoodness.com, or one of our social channels at multi goodness. On Facebook and at Multi Goodness Podcast on Instagram. Chris was trying to cough. All the and coughing, I was going to stop. We always do like a prep leading into these episodes and yeah. all the coughing we were doing before the yeah, episode didn't started did not help at all. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to kick things off today with uh, a beer that I've had in my fridge for a little bit, which is okay. It is okay. It is okay. It's not. It's not an IPA, so we're we're good there. Um, but it is a beer from Evil Twin Brewing, which I picked up back in Wisconsin back in June. Um, Before you say the name, you realize this is actually a second coming of a series we already started yeah. on this podcast. So yeah. Continue. We're, count- we're counting the alphabet here. What the F is it? It is, <laughs> it is F is for fruit salad. Yes. So we had previously C is for cherry mm. on the podcast. And uh, I picked up F is for fruit salad because it is packed with just, some fruit. I just remember you promptly telling me after C is for cherry that you don't necessarily love cherries. Hey, but you were a trooper that entire episode, and you it didn't was even good. tell me that till after. But yeah. and we did try it on the episode, and I think you said it, it was decent. It was yes. actually pretty good. So this one's F is for fruit salad. It yeah. is described as a Goza style ale brewed with salt and blueberry, strawberry, blackberry, peach. <clears throat> pause. <sighs> Going in for the more here, and blood orange. Nice. I so there's there's a lot of things crammed into this can. I made you think there was going to be a lot more though, didn't I? A little bit. Sweet can, though. Um, yeah. It's got that. So if you remember, because I know everyone remembers every episode we do, it does have the uh, the big F plastered on the front. This yep. one is like a, a uh, the warm colors. It's got the yellow and the geometric shapes behind it, but it's got yellow to kind of like a dark burnt orange, yeah. which as an Auburn fan, I appreciate. God damn. Um, but yeah, F is for fruit salad on the front. Hey, I, I could have gone worse. I could have gone yeah, with the, uh, the Packers rival on this one, and I didn't. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. But... Uh, yeah, so this is a 4.5% alcohol by volume, so yeah. I expect this. I think it's a good one to start with because yeah. we're just kind of getting out of those. I mean, here in Georgia, I know we're still dealing with a lot of heat, even mm-hmm. as well into September, mm-hmm. but um, but I know that this is a great beer. to. I know we talked about one of the last beers to kind of finish off the summer, but hey, here we are still in some heat, and so yeah. let's finish this one off. Yeah. I'm going to let you do the honors of All popping right. this All one right. since you got this one. Here we go. While Kyle's doing that, I will describe... Oh, that one was really good. Oh, Kyle's got a sound. I'll describe the oh. luscious color going into the glass, which is beer colored. <laughs> I like it's it. beer colored. It's the best color. Yeah, so this one is, you know, I almost want to say it has like a tinge for some reason. I think maybe just because of the name, I'm trying to get like a, a fruity red kind of color in there. I'm not getting any. I'm getting a, honestly, going into the glass, it looks super effervescent, but not necessarily... I would not know this was a Goza necessarily. I would think maybe like a Brute IPA almost just because of the way. Yeah. Kyle's looks a lot more effervescent in the glass. Could be the glass yeah. he's using. He's using like a, a tall boy snifter. Mm-hmm. I don't even know it's what you call daddy. that one. I'm just using like a traditional snifter on this one. Yeah. Mine's an X, XL. 
XL. Yeah. Who are you repping on your glass today? Uh, I'm repping Hinterland, a great brewery out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Cool. I'm yeah. repping Wild Heaven today, yeah. a vintage glass out nice. of uh, here in Avondale Estates, Georgia. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So let's the. Uh, do you want to do aroma on this one? Since, sure. since I talked a little bit about color. Yeah, color. So while Kyle's doing Ooh. that, color is definitely. It's. I almost call it grapefruit. Now that the head's kind of settled Actually, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's like which, a grapefruit looking color. Which is interesting because there's no grapefruit in this. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> out of all the things. Uh, I would probably say that the peach and the blood orange probably take over most of the coloring here. Um, it's kind of a mixture of the two, and it actually matches the uh, one yeah. of the main colors on yeah. the can as well. That like burnt the burnt orange, orange. Color yeah. yeah, it kind of looks like that for sure. Um, it just head retention real quick. It was there was it dissipated within a minute or two, mm-hmm. but that's still longer than I would have. It didn't yeah. su- dissipate super quick. But what about aroma? Um, you get that kind of uh, we talk about it a lot, like that sour kind of uh, fermentation kind of smell going on in it. Um, but you get some of that fruit flavor coming through, but I, I can't pick out anything in particular yeah. just because of how much I think is in this. Um, and know, I'm surprised that the blueberry doesn't really do much for either the scent or the color. Or the color, yeah. That's the one that kind of gets me. Maybe that's why I was thinking. I feel like it does kind of add like a back note of like purple or something, which is what blueberry you would expect, but maybe that's just my eyes. I don't know. My eyes be, my eyes be failing me. But yeah, I definitely get like on the aroma, I get that very goza sour type mm-hmm. smell um we had the peach beer here recently that you brought back yeah. from uh odd story yeah odd story recently chattanooga that, yep and that one it's it's reminiscent on the aroma from that one i would say mm-hmm. maybe, so maybe i'm getting a lot of peach on that because that one was peach. Yeah. so uh did you get a chance to uh take a little sip sip that's the rhetorical question again because you're, you're looking at me and you know and I, I already know you did um yes so First thing that I'm going to say is it's a Goza. It's 4.5. It is not super high alcohol, which yep. I can tell and I love. Mm-hmm. Again, great, great kind of summer beer. This would have been great to have it like in the in the heat of summer just because yep. I can tell it's light coming off. I don't get like that. A lot of times people mistake Gozas for sours, which they kind of are in that realm, but they're not sour beers. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, kind of exemplifies the difference because I'm not getting super sour. Yeah. What's your first take on it? Uh, um, It's definitely... A mouthful of fruit. I will say that there's a lot going on, um, but I think it kind of all. If you want to like kind of look into it, you could probably pick out some of the flavors. But it kind of just is very blended, almost like a fruit salad. Yeah. So I will say that you know power of suggestion maybe a little bit here, but you're right. It's almost you can't pick out any one flavor, which it's been a while since I've had a true fruit salad. I. I'm one of those. I just kind of like to cut up my own fruit and eat them individually, you know, mm-hmm. be it Separation. A, clem- a clementine or some grapes or Ooh. what, you know, I don't really do clementine. a lot of mixes. And so it's been a while since I had like, I'm kind of one big mouthful of a bunch of different fruits together. But yeah, I will say that you're right. You can't pick out a whole lot of different things. The salt, however, I, I feel would. like the, the tanginess of the salt, I feel like. You yeah. Get, so. Well, I think with all of the, the sugary fruity things that are going into this, you kind of need the salt to kind of cut it a little bit. Um, and you can definitely taste that they're they have added salt a little bit to this as well, um, but in a good way. Like you, I, I feel like if there was all that fruit packed in there, you would it would be way overpowering. I agree. And it's not. I mean, it, for me, I was I, I feel like I'm picking up the blood orange is the only one I feel like I'm picking up a lot of, and I've realized recently that blood orange seems to be a flavor in beer that kind of can take over really quickly yeah. if you're not too careful. Very overpowering. And I will say that I feel like maybe that's what's happening here because I'm not, I expected to get more of the peach. I don't know if I expected to get so much of the 
um, blueberry, strawberry. blackberry, or I didn't, strawberry. Yeah, I didn't necessarily expect so much of the strawberry. Blueberry, blackberry, maybe. They have, they're very subtle flavors too. Yeah, the peach is the one that I just kind of expected a little bit more out of to to carry it through. So I'm not sure if the blood orange is just uh is is taking over too much or not. But hey, you know, do the old mouthwash test. Is that the first one of the season that we've talked about? I'm sure we did it on the first episode yeah. too. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, what you what you getting? Is it? Ooh, is I it, want you to do it. Is it getting a little frothy in your mouth as you do it? Yeah. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to suggest anything to you, but. Oh, I actually get more. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's the uh, blueberry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some agitation every once in a while just pulls out some great flavors. Interesting. So this isn't. This is probably the best like beer we've ever done a mouthwash test with because mm-hmm. literally it changed the complexity of it a mm-hmm. lot. Definitely. Oh, I, yeah. I got blueberry. I got blueberry I a lot. Maybe I'm just thinking berry. I definitely still don't get the strawberry or the mm-hmm. peach. I get either blueberry or blackberry. I'm not really sure. Um. Solid beer. So we said this by Evil Twin. I imagine, you know, it actually says produced and bottled for Evil Twin Brewing by Westbrook and Mount oh, Pleasant. So yeah. I imagine that even though, did you pick it up down here or did you pick it up? I picked it up uh, up in Wisconsin. You did? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You actually traveled further to get this beer from where it was actually yep. made and just, where we could have gotten it down where here. We could have gotten it down here. But um, they've got a little uh, thing on the side again, which I feel like I, I just read like the first like few sentences and mm-hmm. I feel like it's very similar to the one we read before. But he, Let's revisit it again. Okay. Let's face it. We all like to put labels on things. It just makes us feel more comfortable. What assumptions have people made about you based on your race, religion, gender, the way you dress, or even the beer you drink? We did, in fact, label this beer for your convenience. It has a fresh tartness. I feel like you've heard this before. It has a fresh tartness, a twist of salt, and a balanced fruitiness. Apparently, a complete reflection of your personality. (laughs) I should let you read this one. (laughs) We hope you like what this label says about you question mark this is the ron burgundy question mark on this question mark i'm sure there's a backstory to that for sure Sure. um i think we also said we were going to research it last time and we didn't but hey here we are again guess what we're drinking beer though yeah no this is a solid solid (laughs) beer solid goza um i I, you know untapped ratings real quick what would you give it i'd probably give it a Uh, five caps three seven five in this form i think if i got a fresh one it could be different okay we did um, age only, this one a little bit. I, yeah. Did you, yeah. I bought them. I will bottom the can. It, it's aged a little bit, but that's yeah. actually not a bad thing with sours no. and gozes sometimes. But anyway. And that, that's the only reason, just because I feel like I wish I could have tasted more of those fruit flavors. Um, but it is supposed to be fruit salad. So I guess kind of the melding of all those fruit flavors I've is the intention. I've been to Westbrook but. a few times, and I want to say they usually have one or two Evil Twin on tap there. Really? Nice. I don't think all the time, but sometimes they do. And. I'd be interested to see if what it would be like if you had this fresh from the tap as yeah. opposed to from a can. Because you see a lot of these evil twin throughout the country, I feel like. So yeah. um, I would not give it a 375. I'd give it probably 325. I know that's... Okay. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm it's not, one of the lower ones. Yeah. I'm not loving it. Yeah. I'm not loving it. It's good beer. It's... it's yeah. It's I, still beer. For me, it's that blood orange thing that's really throwing me off. And I shouldn't have to do a mouthwash test every time I drink it. But I here's like the blueberry. The, here's the thing. You don't like blood orange that much, so I, you know I I We've like talked it. about this before. Yeah, I don't I don't, I think I don't like that flavor in beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know there's been a few uh, shandies and stuff that have come out recently, or the Rattlers and stuff mm-hmm. that they've used blood orange, and I feel like that flavor for me just over it's starting to overpower beer a little too much. So I, I would think th- I would think so. It doesn't take much of it, and it kind of gets I don't know if it maybe it just doesn't age well. Maybe yeah, that's part. of Maybe it, that's so. it too. Either way, I mean, I think they did a good job. Yeah, 
I want to say they, but people trying again. It's the one nomad, nomad brewer. So mm-hmm. um, they did a good job on this one. I will say cheers to this one. Cheers. Oh, see, that much sounded much better than yep. the previous episodes. Better glasses. Better glasses. Greens. Great finds. So this is going to be an episode of Greens Great Finds, which yeah. I, I don't think we did on the very first episode of the season, but I'm always asking no. you questions like you're I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think we did either. But also, this is a this one I've been sitting on for quite a while as well. I found mm-hmm. it probably back in like July or August. I don't remember, but um, I've been waiting for the perfect time to get this beer. Yeah. We actually gifted this beer to a friend of ours, Rob, because he loves the oh, yeah. chili beer. Shout I forgot out, you Rob. got this for him. Yeah. So when I was picking him up one, I was getting him some chili beers one night when I was in Greens, and I saw it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get me one of those because we're going to have that on the podcast yeah. at some point in time. Um, so it's a Georgia brew. Nice. Um, it was actually a brewery I've never heard of up until that point in time. Cool. I haven't done much research That's since, but I'm going to do some research. Kind of like that. As we're talking about this. So this is Beacon Brewing Company. Okay. The name of the beer is Benjarong, which Benjarong. Benjarong kind of has, Benjarong. Benjarong. has like an Indian Benjarong. spin on it, I feel yeah. like. Um, well, Thai, I'd say, because it's a Thai chili porter. Ooh. So I'm name, ready for this. Yeah, Thai chili, those are really hot. I don't know if you remember, those mm-hmm. are the ones that are... Super hot. So Beacon Brewing is out of LaGrange, Georgia. Nice. And So uh, right on the border. Right on the border. Hold on. Let me go and pop it real quick, yeah. and we'll talk a little bit about it. Because the can design, it, it would almost classify as a can design most weeks, but we have a yeah. super sweet one coming up we for do. you here. So um, it, it unfortunately lost out to... It did. This would be first place most weeks, but this week's mm-hmm. it's second. So. Oh, well. Yeah. I don't know what I would have expected, but anyway. All right. So you cheated. Into the you So... So this is one of those traditional, it's a 12-ounce can. We didn't really talk about that with the F is for fruit salad. F yeah. is for fruit salad. It was, was a 16. 16. And this is a 12-ounce, but it is one of those ones where they just kind of like print the sticker on it. And I'm going to get it. Get a little, uh, like a little red red uh, tint. I have glass. a bigger glass. So I forgot yeah. about that. I was trying to pour the same level. Um, like a nice little red tinge to the brown. Oh, it's Sorry, I was just tinge. You're right. Actually, we'll come back and talk about yeah, the yeah. label in a second because I do want to talk a little about them. But the color in the glass, first of all, it's a porter, so I expect it to be like a thin version of a stout mm-hmm. just because that's, again, we've talked extensively, or I've talked extensively about what a porter is. Yeah. This is a like a lighter version. It's a 6.8% alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Uh, porter. Uh, and the color is very black, but like you said, the top, you're right. Wow, that is like red. Yeah. That's interesting. Also, head retention for me is gone already. Crystal has a little bit hanging around, and it's probably because the size the of this glass. Yeah, I'm thinking it's kind of holding it together. My glass is smaller, Kyle. Yeah. Sometimes my head lasts longer. <clears throat> Clean rating, remember? Well, I just said the smaller glass. Sometimes, it, anyway, that's on you. Um, But yeah, so the red's interesting like near the top of the glass, almost like where we typically look for a little color in a porter when you hold it up to, or any type of stout when you yeah. hold it up to the uh, light. Um, super interesting color though. It's almost it like, is. like a, yours almost looks like a coffee brown. Mine's like a hazelnut brown for some reason. Yeah. Who knows? Um, aroma, what'd you get? Um, it's, it smells like a sweet porter, which is weird because you'd think that you'd get more heat on the aroma than you would anything else. Um, yeah. It almost has a coffee kind of aroma to it, which is worrying me a little bit just cause I do feel like with porters, Unless they put coffee in them, you don't typically find coffee. Find yeah. coffee, um, but but yeah, that one. Yeah, so it's interesting. I'm gonna go and dive right in and yeah, take go a for sip it because of the fact that I'm interested by this one because I agree. I don't get any of the chili on the aroma, which I kind of I don't at all. To. I expected. You know, we've had like Jekyll last week when we did the um, 
some of their jalapeno beers. We did the yeah. triple X. Mm-hmm. Like that one. Now I get it. It was like triple X hot, but you try, you get the, the hot pepper like on the aroma. Yeah. They're so jalapeno, same way. We've had some other chili ones in the past. Yeah. So uh, even Frothy Beard, when we had their uh, Undelay, was it Undelay uh, in season one? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I do. Yeah. The, um, the green can. It was Undelay. Yep. Yeah. Undelay. Undelay brought back um, from Frothy Beard. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I will say with a lot of these porter or a lot of the chili beers, age goes a long way. And I will say that this one is, I've aged it. Well, I bought it just recently, but it's been there. It's, I've had it since January. It's been on the, on the, that's why it's a greens great find because it's been there. No one else picked it up. So I do have a little bit. Oh, well, let's, let's get your thoughts on the taste and then I'm going to, re- I'm going to, I'll tell you what I think and then I'll mm-hmm. read this for you. The chili's definitely there and I love it. Yeah. Oh, this is a chili beer. But it, it like hangs around in the back. It's not spicy. You can just taste the chili a little bit. There's a little bit of hit, like heat, but not like a ton. It's, um, it's what I was really hoping that this beer would taste like as far as a heatness mm-hmm. standpoint. I'd, like, actually, the Triple X was really good when we had that. It was. But this one is um, kind of what I expect out of a chili beer and also mm-hmm. what I would say I like out of a chili beer. It's a dark beer as well, so mm-hmm. that kind of helps. Um, what did you feel like or what did you go and taste? Um, it's, it's definitely a porter for sure. It's very light, um, in weight, like in your mouth, it very, it feels, the mouth feels very light. Um, you get a lot of that kind of roastiness, but then that nice little kick of the pepper in the back mm-hmm. end. I think, I think it's good. I, I like it a lot. I did the mouthwash and yeah. man, it, Does it kick your, up. Oh yeah. Cause it coats your mouth. It's almost like those oils that you get from the pepper. It like coats your mouth in them for a split second. So you definitely, definitely lingers a lot more. Have you ever had a Thai chili by chance? Yeah. Yeah, they're the ones that are like they throw them on all their food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it it, I borderline say those are the types of chilies I don't like because they're they're like they'll st- stick with you for a while. They're hot. Yeah, but. my brother-in-law's uh, mm-hmm. brother and uh, sister-in-law actually own a Thai restaurant. You lost so me we on go there. lineage there, but it's okay. My brother-in-law's uh-huh. brother and his wife oh, okay gotcha. own a Thai restaurant. Uh, shout really? out to Pimmies. Yeah, up in Wisconsin? up in uh, Kenosha. Kenosha. <sighs> It's All right. delicious. Um, but here, here's a little bit of uh, the description that they have. A uniquely spiced porter, initial aroma of lime leaves flavored by roasted notes, followed by roasted notes. Thai chili peppers are showcased after the first sip in flavor and a full mouth heat that is intriguing but not overwhelming. That's a fantastic description. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think it I think it nails it. I do think it nails it. The The... Does it say kefir lime on there? It does. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree that that word. I was. I still feel like yeah. I'm not saying it right, but because mm. um, that's actually what's on the side of the can. I was reading it as you were reading yeah. it, but um, yeah, it's uniquely spiced. Because you're right, it, it definitely doesn't have that herbaceousness that I talked about with the jalapeno beers. Sometimes yep. have. Um, it definitely is like a heat, almost like a cinnamon, like a like a a ramped up cinnamon almost mm-hmm. in a beer. Yeah, it's kind of where you get it. The lime is the or yeah the kefir lime kefir 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 whatever it's kefir lime kefir i feel like that's the one initial aroma um i don't know what a, what the aroma of that would smell like so no i don't know either um over uh also so do you want to talk a little bit yeah, about the can let's talk a little yeah. about the can i started but i agree we both wanted to get into the beer oh i got a little a little bit of that like pepper herbaceousness on that last one mm-hmm. um like my verbiage by the way herbaceous. herbaceous it's been on i've been watching a lot of food network apparently and they talk a lot about herbaceous things wow um, anyway, so sophisticated. So it actually is proudly brewed in the hillside neighborhood of Lagrange, Georgia. So they're right there. Um, the only we know a brewery. Yep. Um, 
Wild Leap is yep. actually down. Wild Leap's out there. Yeah. So um Beacon, you know, Wild Leap has a lot going on with them right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Beacon is is like I said, it's that that must be a hopping hopping beer scene yeah. up there. So excited. maybe we need maybe we need to get down to Lagrange this season. So so yeah. the can itself is a got a real cool design. I you know, I love their font. It's almost like an oval logo on the front. Um It reminds me of Cigar City's oval. Yeah. Uh, a little bit it does um yeah it yeah. actually it really does and then yeah. the i like it's almost like a like a burgundy wallpaper behind it almost yeah. that it looks like with gold trim at the bottom yeah um like it's like any other colors wall. or no it just looks like a, a it's kind of close to no. atlanta united oh yes yes i thought actually you were going in the theme thought you were going a different direction with the burgundy nah. gotcha i'm glad thank you You're yeah welcome. no it does actually i really like that so another shout out to atlanta united on this one yeah beacon knew what they were doing yeah um this is cool like um i want to call it paisley i know it's not paisley design on the back it's almost like an indian or a thai design i'd say yeah yeah um geometric lattice i don't know there you go it's like those uh viewfinders when you're a kid and they have all the shapes and they kind of morph around and change in different shapes you know what i'm talking about yeah do you remember those like things you used to like get like a pencil and it was basically like the gear type thing and you just like spin it around and it makes a little yeah Yeah. that's kind of what that one looks like like. Yeah. yeah i love those things um real and then the name of the beer is right below the logo benjarong Thai, and then the type of beer, Thai chili porter under. I, these are the types of labels I think I like because they're super simple. There's yep. not a lot going on with it, but there is a lot. I like that they use, this is going to get a little uh, typography here, but I Please like that do. they use a regular version of the same font for the name and then a light version for the subtitle mm-hmm. of the beer. It's, it's all right. I'm actually big on typography as well. Yeah. The, the old graphic design and the fact that that is like a, that's a... Um, Oh shit! I lost. I should have lost my my mind here. But that's like a um, Courier New, yeah, type of font or a yeah, typewriter yeah. type font they use. It's kind of cool actually. Yeah. It's white. It's real crisp and clean on the mm-hmm. back. I don't know. I just like this color scheme going all around. So yeah. definitely give a shout out to them on the uh, when we do the we get picture of these cans yeah. every week. And so so what would you give it on Untapped if you were gonna pop pop this sucker Ooh, with some caps? I hadn't even thought about it yet, but I would. Supporter so is one of my favorite styles because it's almost like. I can drink a lot of them without having to worry about them being heavy like a stout normally. Sure. Um, four two five. Four two five. Maybe okay. four five. I'm I'm going between a four two five and a four five. So like a solid four point three seven five. I'm gonna go a four one. Okay. Just above the four. I think it's good. Yeah, not I would something ask what that I would like, but at the same time, that's a four. Yeah, yeah. it's not. That's not, a great, not something yeah. I would have all the time. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that's true. This is let's because then you get burned out on it. Let's do the old six pack test. I could not drink a six pack of these mm-hmm. in one sitting because you're right. I would get burned out on the flavor. I could have one of these at a time. Yeah, and I that's it's because of the pepper. Yeah, it's almost like the I I would have this honestly with like some food. Yeah, I would, I'm trying to think what I would eat this with something like a creamy type of food. Yeah. Whereas normally you'd have like a, you know, with spicy food you'd have milk. They say milk, milk cools yeah. it off. I kind of feel like I'd have this one and have it like a like a cream of something soup. You know, I don't know. Something in that okay. kind of realm. More liquid. More liquid. <laughs> More liquid. <laughs> Weird way to go, but okay. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool. Have you had a chance um, to look it up on any of the rating services yet? Uh, untapped, it's got a 368, only 287 ratings, though. So not a lot. Okay. Um. Mm. Yeah. Again, I feel like that's maybe because a lot of people don't necessarily haven't heard of Beacon, which I love finding new georgia breweries um their new ones popping up every day we keep reading all these yeah. articles i know we're on that atlanta beer community and they keep yeah. talking about new ones popping up left and right i, I feel think like. there's so um, there's a new one there's at least 10 i want to say popping up in the state probably mm-hmm. within the next 
three to six yeah, months for so, sure a lot going on a lot of spinoffs from other breweries from what i've noticed brewers and whatnot from other brewers mm-hmm. breweries sorry and so yeah we're excited about that um definitely some of the new brews give us a shout out because we love to try beer yeah. but we also love to give love to state love to give love to give love to the state of georgia and, yeah and everything they have of course from a brew scene so um uh, elizabeth t on untapped said uh she gave it four caps and said smooth chocolate start with a spicy finish and then a pepper emoji i don't necessarily get the chocolate but it's okay um but i can i can dig it yeah i can dig it like i said i definitely could uh i definitely could have one of these every once in a while be a nice little treat nice little kick yeah, let me correct um, what I said earlier. I would buy a six-pack of these. I sure. just would not drink them all at the same yeah, time. I think definitely. this is one that I picked it up as a one-off because I like to see what I can taste, and this is a green's great find. Um, I would say cheers to Beacon on this one. Like I said, we both gave it above the four, mm-hmm. so it sounds like it's a great A in our book. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Ugh, can of the week. Can of the week. This week is by far probably going to be my favorite can of the week ever. Why is that, Kyle? So we, I, I, I picked this up. Actually, I got this in the beer exchange for my buddy when we did the beer exchange. He got this for me because it's only available yeah. in, in the Midwest. I do that. And um, it's from Badger State Brewing. It's their Brewski, which is well, a I classic lager. I know it's a beer. Oh, that's the name that's of it. That's the beer. name of it. And the whole can design... Is mimicking a Wisconsin license plate. This is definitely wor- well worthy of the can of the yeah. design. It's it's super awesome. Um, everything is basically the same. They just changed some stuff to fit more into the beer style. I will say, Red Hair did something like this recently. Sure, that was like their peach when they did that peach one. Yep, this is much better. I think like this is just better. from can design. I mean, nothing against Red Hair on this one. I'm yeah. just saying that this is cool because it's a, it's a tall boy can too. The way they so do. Th- this came out in June. I actually saw someone sent me the link for this and said, you guys need to get this. Um, And I was like destined to get it. And so when he had this in the 20 beers, I was freaking jacked. And I said, I'm not drinking this. I'm saving it for the podcast. He's a listener and he knew that you should get it. Yeah. So it's got the Wisconsin. uh, You'll see in the picture as well, but I'm going to describe it a little bit. It's got, if you turn it sideways, it's the same uh, layout as a a Wisconsin license plate. So you got Wisconsin at the top. Um, You also have a little sun with a beer in it, which is normally just a sun with birds flying by. Um, And then you have uh, wheat and hops, I would assume, uh, with some brew tanks, which normally is a barn. Yeah, true. Uh, Which normally is a barn, like a milk barn. Um, and then you have Brewski, which is in the similar style of the letters that you get on a license plate. Um, underneath that, Wisconsin style uh, beer or lager style beer. And then below that, you have America's Beer Land, which normally <laughs> on the license plate is America's Dairy Dairy Land. Dairy, uh, Dairy. Um, and then where the the month of your license plate renewal and the tag they have the month is BSB, which is Badger State Brewing, um, which is the company that make this. And uh, the other side is GRB, which stands for Green Bay because they're located in Green Bay. And um, it's 4.8%. 4.8%. Okay. So 4.8% in the realm of like, so Bud Light's 4.8, but don't take the wrong way. No, yeah. This is craft beer. So I know. So the simplicity of this one is what really gets me is that there's so many details like on this can. It's crazy. Like you're right. I'd never looked. You have a uh, Wisconsin license plate. I've never actually looked at the detail in it. No, you probably will. 
Now it will, but also I don't need to because I'm looking at the can. And this has so much detail. Even some of the stuff, like even the fact that this is red near the top. Yep. Because I feel like yours kind of has the red, like, I don't know, halo. Yep. Or, it's weird. I just feel like it is so it's even. Like, it's even got like the little rivet designs where you screw it in. The holes where you put the screw. Yeah. yeah. That's super it's, cool. Uh, it's super awesome. Let's go back too. Yeah, let's go. Well, we can go and pop it open, but yeah. I just noticed that's. I like that logo, the Badger State mm-hmm. Brewing logo. That's cool. It's I a really cool logo. That. Yeah, it's, and it's real crisp. Oh, wow. That, God, that damn, was, these cracks today. That was a good one. These are um, good. There's a lot of cool negative white space on this can. Yep. Oh, wow. That pours like super clear almost. That's crazy. Like, well, when I say clear, like really light colored and crystal clear like, like water. White, like white grape juice. Yeah. So, when you first started pouring that, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Okay, so I'm going to go back on my Bud Light statement, which was not meant to be a bad thing, but I was like, man, it almost looks, it's actually lighter than that. This looks, literally looks like I gave white, myself a little bit more, that's sorry. That's fine. White grape juice in a glass. Yes, it does. Like, that's the easiest way to describe this beer, and I feel like, wow, super clear, though. Yeah. Super clear. Uh, Great, great head retention so far. You got more than I did, and again, it's because the glass is smaller, yeah. but um, it's holding around for a while. This is probably the lightest craft beer I've ever had. Yeah, same. Which I anticipate, I mean... I think I'm drinking white grape juice. Yeah. I think they're punking us. And again, yeah. Where's Ashton Kutcher? Where's Ashton? Oh, is man. he here somewhere? Shout out to the old school on TV. Um, I will say that your head retention, again, dissipated really quickly. But I noticed that it's almost like the champagne bubbles on the side of the glass. Mm-hmm. Again, mine's still there a little bit. Um, It doesn't really coat this. Well, actually, I take it back. Look, what's cool about that is the... Look, it does stick. Look at all the proteins in there. Because the fact that when you kind of go back and forth... Protein! When you go back and forth with the glass, it actually does coat the side, kind of leaves it those does. legs. Do you like that? I did like that. On honored Protein! Governator. Oh, man. We're gonna, uh, well, we're going to... Oh, great. What'd you get on Aroma? We're going to lose listeners on this one. <laughs> I get beer on this one. I get... Yeah. So, lagers are interesting because from a craft beer perspective, lagers probably only make up, if I had to guess, somewhere around like 10% of the entire craft beer scene, if yeah. not less... Um, cause most people, lagers you're used to it. A lot of the domestic beers have, have that or that style. Um, I get super light, but I feel like there's, I feel like I'm going to be pleasantly surprised when we, when we take a sip of this one. What about you? What you get? What do you have? What do you got? You know what? You know what it smells like? What is it? Sm- it this is going to sound really bad at first and it's not anything against Badger State Brewing. <laughs> it's just a general smell that most people who drink beer know. When you walk into a bar then you know let's just say on a saturday and it's lunchtime mm-hmm. or maybe a little later not quite not quite late night you know yeah. and you get that like kind of old beer smell it's kind of hanging around it hangs out in the beer all the time or in the in the bar all the time that's that's kind of what i get from the smell of this a def- yeah definitely it actually does like it it smells like a better version it's almost like um you took a domestic and actually made it like a good beer that's kind of yeah. what this one smells like it's going to be to me yeah. like i feel like this beer like nickel beer night or something like that. I feel like they brew a lot yeah. of this in quantity in the state of Wisconsin, which I'm, I'm sure read, they do. I was reading real quick on the back yeah, go kind for of synopsis and it just talks about it's a classic lager beer, which helped build Wisconsin into the beer state that it is today. With reverence to our roots, we've created this forward thinking German inspired brew that drinks clean, crisp, and delicious. Prost. So it's literally yeah, it's I mean it's it's meant to be like a class. I mean it even says lager lager style is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Lager style. It's a lager style beer. It's interesting to me because I feel like lager style implies that they maybe made it. So I, I I will just say on most domestic beers, 
cans in the state of Wisconsin, most of the time they just put beer on the can, which really? is probably why they're going lager style beer. Lager style beer. Yeah. Beer guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so what do you get on taste? I'm gonna let you dig right in. Um so this is pro it the the taste I feel like does not match the color of this beer. No. When you when you look at it, you'd think, okay, that's a little bit of water with some beer in it, right? Mm-hmm. This actually has a, a good amount of flavor. Yeah. Um, and it's really crisp and clean like they talked about, but you still get that kind of like German like uh grain um like kind of uh mill taste kind of going on, which definitely, I really like. I agree. It well, shoot, that one was a little different. Yeah, the first like two sips I took of it were were very like I said, there was more to the the taste than I thought just based on the aroma. There was a lot more it's almost like super hoppy. Mm-hmm. I almost got a oh, lot more really? higher higher in hops the first two sips. Sure. That last sip, I did the traditional, I did a little mouthwash test, and I definitely get more malt on that one. Yeah. It's the malty goodness beer of the day. It is. Um, <laughs> um, it is malty goodness in a glass, because you're right, it's it's definitely kind of what I expected just based on how light it was, because yeah. you're right, when it comes out light like that, I'm like, oh gosh, like is this going to Is this actually beer? Are we drinking a seltz- or are we drinking a hard seltzer mixed with a beer? No. Damn it, Chris. This is not a no. claw. This is definitely not a claw. No. Just in color alone, though. Yeah. Um, I, it packs actually a good amount of flavor. It is a definitely a craft version of a uh, domestic. I could, sure. yeah, and I could drink six of these. I could drink a ton of these. Yes. But, if I had this in college, man, look out. Yeah, it's still, it's mind-blowing Woo! to me how light it is. That's, yeah. that's why I can't give it over. And it's like, you're right, I I go in kind of just assuming it's going to be like a touch of I, like I said, I think white grape, but I know it's not going to be like that. So from a beer perspective, I'm like, okay, there's probably like maybe 3% alcohol in this. But then you drink it, and it tastes like it's got the five. Five, yeah. No more than five, yeah. but it tastes around like where it is. So I, I have a feeling that most people probably won't see the color of this, too, because the, the people in the Midwest, I feel like for the most part, a high population of people drink the beer in the can. True. Um, So they're not going to really notice that it's light. I mean, so do I um, traditionally. Yeah. True. That's true. Actually, I, yeah. I, couldn't I never tell, really. I couldn't tell you the last time I've had a domestic in a glass, so I couldn't tell you. Maybe this is the same color as the domestic. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, um, yeah. So, do we know anything? Because I have never heard of Badger State Brewing. Are where are they? So they're in oh, Green Bay. You already said that. You did. Yeah. Say they're Green Bay. they're in Green Bay. Um. There's there's actually quite a few breweries in Green Bay. There's probably like four now. I want to say they're probably the fourth. Um, and they have some bigger breweries that are in the city. Some of them are actually spo- uh, partners with the, the Packers, actually. Uh, Hinterland being one of them. Oh. Um, Do they serve this at Lambeau? They they may, actually. I, I, I don't, I'm Listeners, unsure. Let um, us know if they serve this at Lambeau. But they, the, so they're in the Lambeau Field Stadium District. So they've got, I mean, come on, they're right next They're there. Time. Uh, featuring a beer-centric tap room with 24 beers on tap that are all from the state of Wisconsin. Um, also, I think what's cool about the can is the fact that it's a matte. They use the matte print, not a uh, gloss. Yeah, I love matte cans. Yeah, that's a that's a sleek look for sure. Especially because here's the thing. This beer, you're not going to leave it in the can very long. No. Um, so you don't really need a koozie or pouring it into a glass so i like having the matte feel while you're holding it and drinking yeah that does it it, right, it almost it. does feel there's almost like a texture there's almost like a velvety sense that goes along with mm-hmm. you know i'm just kind of so if i can hear i'm rubbing the can a little asmr bit. here well it just what asmr 
Do you not know what ASMR is? Nope. Are that's you where people. That's where people like record oh. noises into microphones, and it's supposed to be very oh, pleasing like when you do for your people. Fingers and it's like crickets. Yeah. It's supposed to sound like I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, that sounds like crickets. But look it up later. You'll. you'll I'll th- look it up later. Yeah. But it literally almost feels like you're like rubbing a little bit of velvet in your hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just it, it. It's like obviously not like that, but yeah. Let me hang on to that real quick because that's I, nice. So we got to give the quick shout out again. Who who'd you get all these from? Uh, Tyler, shout out my, Tyler, my Thank main man much. Tyler. Shout out Tyler. Yeah, next time great bring, pick actually. Next time bring Chris doubles a little bit. I'm just kidding. Yeah, because yeah. bring him bring him something. That's true. I got to bring you some. Hey, I'm happy to bring sacrifice. Tyler some beer. I'm happy to sacrifice some beer. So I'm going to Untapped. Yeah. What does it get? Well, like, let's hey, let's not go and buy it. What it? What would you give it? And tell me why. Hmm. I feel like I'm like the SAT. What would you get? Answer the question and then tell right, me guess, why. Yeah. Um, you know, it's this one's hard for me because I think a lot of it I'm gonna have some bias to as well as some nostalgia. That's no, gonna no, that's sure. kinda gonna up my score a little bit. But I wanna give it like a three eight five. Three eight five. Because of the whole package. The can itself, the brand itself, and the beer is good, but it's still a lager at the end of the day. It's just, I think we've probably talked about this. This isn't really our style. It's not really a craft brew yeah. drinker's style. Yeah, and I, I think that it has its place for sure. If I was going to a party and I still wanted to bring craft beer, I'd bring something like that. I'm going to ask an interesting question sure. So as far as this beer goes. Because I feel like, for me, what is cool and what's awesome about what kind of when breweries try and do with beers like this, especially lager styles, is that they try and introduce non-craft beer drinkers, which interestingly enough, I read a stat today Mm -hmm. that as a whole right now, the country's about 80% of the beer sales in in the country right now are still for domestic beers, not for craft. So only 20% of beer sales in America are 20%. So as the craft beer industry is trying to grow that number, Mm -hmm. we've talked a little bit about the bridge beers. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times craft lagers are good bridge beers. Do you feel like this would... This is a good bridge beer. I mean, you know, what do you think on that front? Um, I think it's a wonderful bridge beer. I think it it opens the door for a lot of people to experience something that's not your regular domestic that still is kind of in that same area. It still makes you feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you were only a domestic drinker, you handed them this and just be like, "No, man, you're you're gonna like it." It's kind of like a comfort blanket, right? They don't want to like, yeah, explore anywhere else. But when you give them something that's better than what they're traditionally drinking in the same style, they yeah. kind of get that. Uh, you know, because we've had a few moment. craft loggers on the show, mm-hmm. and the only thing I'll say is that this is probably the first one I could actually see me shotgunning. Now it is a 16 ouncer. Yeah, so I don't you know, know what that, that I'm not. I'm sure. not as young as I once was, but I think in Wisconsin this would have no problem getting yeah. into the domestic market. I feel like no you could problem. you could bring these to a party with people that are only drinking, you know, the light light beers, and be like, hey. I brought some of these, and they're gonna give you that look like, no, nah, I don't want them craft beers. But, but then, then they look at it. But then no, then they try it. Then you like pour it into a glass and give it to them, and they're gonna be like, oh, that's awesome. What is that? Even and you like, say it like that. That's more in the south. Brewski. And you're like brewski, and they're like, I know, but what type of brewski? And you're like brewski. <laughs> you're like, and you just go on craft forever. brewski. Brewski. Yeah. And so I feel like this is the type of beer that you're right it is a an even better entryway. This is like the beginner. So if you're mm-hmm. talking about like that bridge being like a was it twelve step process? Sure. Whatever. Well. I know that's the wrong crowd to be, but you know what I'm saying. The twelve, it's like the twelve step process is yep. like step one. Yep, is this beer because it's a accepting 4.8. that there's more out there. Exactly, accepting. So maybe we should write a book. 
the 12 steps of entering craft beer. I thought we'd found a good like intermediate one. Here we before, go. But step now one, accepting that there's more out there. Accepting. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. Trademarked. Um, what would beer. you give it? Um, you're right. See, I'm biased in a different way. You were biased because obviously it's from the state of Wisconsin, and I and I love getting to try some of these brews. And I think that they they even said on the side they're not aiming to make this like craft, you know, yep. super craft. They're honestly just making a beer to make a good beer, which I feel like is a a mantra kind of in Wisconsin. A lot of times they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we're not trying to like kill you with hops, kill you with all these different adjuncts. Yep. We're just literally trying to make a good german style beer and that's yep. i feel like they accomplished that i feel like if anything what they did here was made a really flavorful light beer like mm-hmm. light tasting beer yeah and actually now that i think about this this is probably locale and low carb probably so um no i would give it a three seven no i'm gonna go three eight five as well because that's actually a solid rating because i feel like it deserves better than a three seven five because i would totally pick up a yeah. 12 pack of these if they i don't know if they make them. i don't know maybe not badger state do it not many people make the uh 16 ounce 12 packs <clears throat> scoff law here does but wink hey, wink 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 mm. um but i will say that yeah i i 385 i think is, is well deserving sure. for this what do the people so. give it the people give it a three it was a 369 oh wow um it's a th- sorry 3.53 oh it went down in the last two minutes that's dumb 519 check-ins. That's it. So Wow, I'm surprised. But I will give them like a 425 on that logo because that's fantastic. Yep. And on the can? The can, I give them a five. I give five it a five. All the yeah. way because that can is maybe, and I'm not even from Wisconsin. It They should like make a series. I feel like a brewery should come out with a series of like just beers that are literally all based on like imagine like a selling Cal- craft beer in that state. Like or they just make one. Or different like license plates, and they do different styles. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, so California, yep. they could do a West Coast, West Coast IPA. IPA. Yeah. You could do, like, I don't know, I guess a stout. I don't know what you do. What's mm-hmm. Shinerbach? Do, like, one of those for Texas. Cause it's yeah. A, you have a Shiner on here. Yeah. Maybe have it on an upcoming episode. There we go. So, no, solid beer. Yeah. Um, I would love to, when I go to Wisconsin, I'd, I'd go gonna, There's Have so you ever been to this brewery? I haven't yet. Okay. I need to. It's in the Lambo district, yeah. so maybe when you go to a game next. Don't worry. I'll get there. How's that season going for y'all so far? I don't know yet. What? I would assume good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's going well. It's going well. It's going well. It's too early in the season to it tell is. at this point in time. Yeah. So new offense, everything. We'll we'll see. Cheers, Cheers. to not Badger just State not just Badger State, but Wisconsin beer as a whole. Hey, thank you. I did say thank you for the whole state of Wisconsin. So Kyle, yeah, what's up? Back in August, exactly August 29th, mm-hmm. we had some big beer news come through about big one beer of the news. yeah big beer news about one of the bigger brewers in the United States. Yeah, Founders. Ooh, yeah. Um, we're a few you know we're a few weeks removed from it now, but Mahau San Miguel Brewing, Mahau San Miguel, bought the the basically they bought another sixty percent of Founders, which actually we we did some research that day and found out that. They already owned about a 30% interest in Founders yeah. Brewing. 30% stake. Yep. They bought that back in 2014 for $96 million. Wow. Or valued it more than $96 million. But um, they actually officially took 90% of it at that point in time. Mm-hmm. With the two owners that it started Founders, yep. they 
each kept, having the five yeah, percent. They kept the five percent. Now, there's some cool each. articles. Yeah, you know, there were a lot of different articles that came out about it both that day and kind of since then. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that it seems to be. I, first of all, I'd never heard of Mahal San Miguel. I haven't either. Well, did a little research though, of course. But up until that point, I'd never heard of them. But they actually, that wasn't the only. So they own founders, but or sorry, they had thirty percent ownership in founders up until that point, a minority shareholder. They also were minority shareholders for Avery. Okay. Out yeah. in Denver. Yep. Which I believe you had a chance to go to recently, yeah. but we'll, that'll be for another episode. That altogether. will be for yeah. another episode. Um, which is interesting because I did not even know that, and that that happened back in 2017. So that's actually yeah. been been going on. So Mahal Brewing, from the you know little shoddy research I did already about them, is that they are the biggest uh, brand, basically. I think it's seventy percent of the beer um, industry in Spain. Yep, is by them. Yeah. So, and they seem to be a. It seems to be a branding thing, very yeah. similar to Constellation Brewing mm-hmm. does here in the states, which yep. is almost like a not. It's not like AB InBev or Miller Coors buying out, which is almost like a true buyout. This is almost like a, a strategic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, real interesting article. I shared it with you. I know. Yeah. Um, is that. Is that it seems like it, it really does seem like it's it's very much strategic. It's operational because everything's going to stay the same at Founders from yeah. what it sounds like. It says the, the company expects day-to-day operations to remain unchanged and the Founders leadership team will remain intact. So the leadership team remaining intact, obviously, I think is a big uh, significance to sure. um, nothing really changing for them. They're mm-hmm. going to kind of stay course um, and not really do a lot different. Yeah. Um, I think they're... They're really looking to Mahau to kind of help with, um, you know, that branding and focusing on building and strengthening their brand, whereas they they weren't necessarily the experts in doing that for themselves. Um, I think it's, you know, it's they're the the 14th largest uh, craft brewery in in 2018. So, I mean, that's a big news. It's kind of up there with the the Dogfish Head merger. For sure. Um, You know, I mean. And I mean, we've obviously had a chance to do the vertical with the KBS here recently. Yeah. That's one of Founders' big one. Their barrel age program is is huge, and it, it's interesting to me because I I've always kind of compared them just they're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I've mm-hmm. always kind of put them in the same ballpark as Goose Island. Mm-hmm. And I think what so Goose Island was recently bought out a few years ago, or I think it was about a year ago now, maybe yep. a year and a half, by um, AB InBev. Yep. And that was they already had a big kind of they were already a big player about the they same were I'd big, say distribution yeah. wise about like founders founders yeah. I read that as of the time of this deal, um, they produced six hundred thousand um, barrels. Wow! In two thousand eighteen, two thousand eighteen, yeah, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So uh, size wise, Goose Island did that. They sold. I'm gonna say it sold to AB InBev. Which again, not a great thing because we all know them here in the states. But that really was just so that they could continue production, ramp up production. I don't think founders are necessarily trying to get bigger with this deal. I feel no. like they're just trying to capitalize on the market they already have and make sure they can keep it going. Yeah. Cool thing I read too was that it seems like they had a lot of help from family members. Um, yeah. Going into it mm-hmm. to to kind of help them out, and it sounds like that's really what this deal was approached. I think Mahal kind of looked at it that way, like, hey, let us help you. We can get basically all your minority shareholders their money back plus some. I imagine in some cases, like some of them got like twenty times what I'm they sure. put into it. Like, I'm hey, sure. Uncle Ernie, you gave me five thousand dollars when we first started out. Here's, Here's you know four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, like fantastic That's, return on investment. Yeah. And uh, it's also cool. Um, I mean, 
knowing that nothing's going to change and they're not going to have big influence from some of the other domestic players here in the States. Yeah. Um, I think it's great because they have over 650 employees. So um, knowing that those 650 employees are going to have food on the table and be able to provide for their families as well mm-hmm. for the, you know, indefinite future is a, is a really cool um, yeah. way to look at it as well. I don't think myself, I don't take it as a negative. I don't see that as a craft beer player being swept off the board and chess. We have I feel to look like at all the signs that are going along yeah, with it. I feel I like it's a good one move. of the things and we'll, we'll definitely post, I mean, there's a number of articles. We'll, we'll find which one we feel like presents the idea the best and, and put it on our social. But I, I feel like for me, what was interesting to me about this entire deal was that back in 2014, when they initially um, bought 30% stake in founders, so at the time it was valued at about ninety six million. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you imagine they're buying another sixty now. So I imagine they probably because of the growth founders has gone through and just in that quick six year time span or whatever, five years. So I can't do math. I can't math today. I can't math. Um, I imagine they probably this one's probably well over two hundred fifty million dollars just to oh, buy I'm this sure. next little portion. I think it's really cool as well because Mike Stevens, one of the founders, um, kind of had a quote in the article as well that he he kind of says, uh, quote, great win for the state and for the brewing industry uh, because it means that founders will have the resources it needs to be around for a really long time. While that could mean expanding into the other areas of the country, the company recognizes its roots um, and its home is West West Michigan. So uh, I think that's a really cool And, and there statement. is a, there is a genuity, whatever, and a genuine nature to this yes. buyout because of the fact that when they made the deal back in 2014, they actually inked a deal then, basically say that in five years, we will have the option to buy the rest of the company, mm-hmm. apparently. And I'm like, I need to look more into that because that seems like a very bold thing for founders to kind of agree yep. to. But here we are five years later, and they actually reworked the deal. Mahal could have easily just said, nope, contractually, nope. We, we got to make the terms of this next deal. And because you guys have you know exploded blown up and we want to basically take all of it now and own all of it they basically said no no no. like we just well let's rework the deal let's do what works best for you guys let's actually like help y'all out give you the money to buy out your lesser shareholders focus on what you want to focus on so that kind of tells me that they really are not trying to do i feel like what some of the the macro brewers are doing in the the states right now with a lot of the other ones so um really cool news um for sure and so Mahal, we we did the research about it. they actually own there's like a brand that's why I compare yeah. them to Constellation because their brands they they own a few big brands actually throughout the the world um, mm-hmm. under their umbrella yeah Avery and founders are the only two here but also uh, Vorsteina mm-hmm. Germany uh, the there's a few German brews in their portfolio also um, Carlsberg is one oh, of their big really? ones yep wow. and Cronenberg 1664 wow which two beers I know they I always see them with those like you know the um, Export aisle. Yep. When you're looking at the beer, but I mean, I've had those before, and I feel like I just it was like interesting. Which again, I see those brews, and I kind of think of it as like, oh, they're kind of just racking up brands. But also, if you look at their portfolio, they own waters, they own like seltzer waters, they own like different fruit juices and stuff too. They actually list them all on their website, yeah. so I feel like they're pretty open about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So interesting, definitely good news. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so guess what, Chris? Guess what, what time up? it is? What time is it? It's uh, let's get ready to rumble! Heavy hitters time. Heavy hitters. So we're gonna we're gonna crank right into a brew 
Um, you actually brought this one. Um, oh, yes. I'll go ahead and let you talk about it and pop it because... It's very fitting. Uh, it is very fitting for our, the beer news we just discussed. So speaking of founders, yeah. I figured now would be a perfect time to give them a quick cheers on yeah. the show today. Yeah. And we're going to have one of their heavy beers. I've been saving this one for a little bit. I, I actually found it recently at Green's. Yeah. Um, maybe nice. the same day I bought the, the other one. But, nice. So the Binjadong. But mm-hmm. this one is... So if you ever had their Dirty Bastard... Uh, I have a long time ago. It's a solid. It's a Scotch ale. Um, it's one of their year-round brews. Yep. They they make it all the time. You can find it pretty easily. So, yep. but this one is Backwoods Bastard. Nice. So this is the uh oak bear oak oak, oak bourbon barrel aged one. So nice. I talked about their barrel program. We've had KBS on here. Yep. I've had Doom before, which I'm still trying to find. That's their mm. bourbon barrel aged IPA, which mm. is, sounds weird, but it's fantastic. So this one is literally part of their barrel aged series. They come out with it diff- every year. This is 2018, so I haven't nice. really aged this one much, but it's 11% alcohol by volume. So we're gonna we're gonna celebrate founders with this beer. This one is a can yeah, or a bottle, a bottle. So we're supposed to do this. Oh, yeah. Okay, you kind of heard it. So um, Scotch ale. So it's another dark beer. Yep. Oh. Let me the things. Maybe you can. Oh, there's a lot of. And so it pours a dark, yeah. kind of like you'd expect with a uh, with. When with it first when it first came out, though, it was quite light until it got more volume in the glass, and then it kind of solidified. Uh, not in overall uh feeling, but uh, like the the nitrogen or the carbonation kind of came out of it a little bit more, and it darkened up a little bit. Yes. Um, it was pretty light when it came out. It was almost like a nut brown ale when you poured it, and then it all of a sudden it switched. Definitely two similar was, style beers tonight. We had that porter earlier. Scotch ale, I would put it like a touchdown from a porter. Porter's slightly darker than Scotch ale's, and as you're holding this up to the light, you can kind of see that you can kind of see from the side of the glass looking up, you can kind of see the middle top of the glass. Yeah. Um, Head retention on mine, actually, this time was pretty true. good. True. I even tried to pour mine. I, you know, being a bourbon barrel aged uh, beer, I imagine this one is aged for probably at least, you know, I think their KBS and everything is usually um, aged about a year. This one, I doubt was aged a year, but probably at least aged six months in the bourbon barrels. So the, um, but I, I expect it to be kind of sweet. We've, I, I can't remember. I don't, we haven't not had Dirty Bastard on the show, but we have had a few Scotch ales, and I imagine this one is going to be a little bit sweet on the the on the uh, flavor a little bit but definitely gonna get the bourbon because i smell it already you know i'm just pouring it out of the glass i got the bourbon for sure so. yeah well i think you get it on the nose a lot as well um oh it, it's like it it like hits you very hard um but we're gonna take one quick pause because right now we're recording an instagram story and i just wanted to oh. say shout out for season two shout out for season, season two, two. So, uh, check out that on our social channels. Um, you'll probably see it way before this episode. I was about posts. to say, but uh, special, yeah, you know. Um, so yeah. th- this one, okay. So we've had uh, KBS almost eats up that bourbon barrel aging, yep. which that's been in there. We've also had breakfast out. We've had a few. I feel like we've had some bourbon barrel aged beers yeah. or barrel aged beers before, and none have ever smelled so whiskey and bourbon to me than this one. Um, yeah. Also smelled sweet. It smells like chocolate. It smells like it's going to be super like. Yeah. I don't know. It smells like it's going to be super sweet. First of all, Dirty Bastard is always one of my favorite beers because I love Scotch Ales. Yeah. And so. And the name probably. You're probably like Dirty, Dirty Bastard. Bastard. I just like saying it because yeah. I can't get a bad rating on this one. Or I can't get a bad. Uh, yeah. It's the name of the beer. It's the name of the beer. So. Um, before we get into taste though, let's talk about the bottle because I think the bottle art, uh, art is really cool. 
Um, it's kind of it's got the the uh, the top label that's got their logo on the top, founders in the nice oval, and then on the main label, it's like a like a gray, like a washed out gray. Um, it's the backwoods bastard. Yeah. So the dirty bastard has a uh, has like an older man on the yep. front, kind of like a maybe like a decrepit old woodsman yep. type of dude this is like literally taking him to the next level this is like he's gotten older he's gotten more backwards this uh this looks ass. like gandalf it does from the look like first lord of the rings movie before he comes becomes gandalf uh the white this is gandalf the gray gandalf the gray that's true that's what he looks like and then the other one the regular dirty bastard is like him gandalf the brown like normal yeah normal gandalf normal um, so they do give a quick description on the back and in their true to their style, they, you know, it's, it's actually, so this is a bottle. They've got that little short stubby bottle, um, with a, with a label on the side. I love the barrel age series cause this one is outlined in blue. Um, it's got blue. It's like foil. a light blue too, which it's I like, really it's like enjoy. a holographic Pokemon card. But anyway, it's got Thanks the hologram. Yeah. You ruined Chris for us. I did. <laughs> Can't help it. Uh, or the, it couldn't help it, but so many good things. So the Barrel Age series in the top right, they kind of give you that insignia. And then on the back, it actually says the bottled on date, the alcohol by volume. But it has a little uh, synopsis and it says, expect lovely warm smells of single malt scotch. Oh. Ooh. Oaky bourbon barrels, smoke, sweet caramel, and roasted malts, a bit of earthy spice, and a scintilla of dark fruit. I think I got that word wrong. It's a kickback sipper made to excite the palate. I feel like I enunciated that very well. You did. So they do it. First of all, whoever's writing that description, fantastic job. Yeah. So uh, what do you what taste. do you get on taste? I oh, know yeah. you've taken oh, yeah. a I had to take a quick sip. You wanted to go back and talk about bottle, and I, I was like, I had to take a quick I know, but sip. I, I wanted to get it so we didn't have to talk so about first it of all, after. I'm trying to like separate my love of scotch ales and bourbon barrel-aged things, kind of mm-hmm. just like go into this, like not even thinking about it. And all mm-hmm. I'm going to say is my first sip was like, oh, so thick and luscious and not like thick in a like a stout way, but like yep. thick and like a just so flavorful way. Yeah. Uh, for me, I actually taste the scotch. Like I get that peatiness kind of hanging around in the middle part of the beer, uh, like the body part of it. Um, and I yeah. like it and it's sweet too. It's a lot sweeter than I was expecting it to be. Um, you know, it's interesting too, cause it doesn't up until I read that thing on the back, it just says warm smells of single malt scotch. It says only aged in oak bourbon barrels, but yeah. I'm wondering if you're right. They incorporate scotch barrels a little bit. Maybe. wonder but if they cycled it, barrels. It does taste similar to a scotch. This um, is a great... So we talked about beers coming from, you know, kind of taking us out of summer and like that last beer of summer. Yep. This is like a first good fall beer. It is. Because it, it almost does warm you up for those hopefully warm, you know, the cold nights we have coming. This would be, this would be perfect on a patio as the sun sets... Nice fall weather. Um, just sipping a little bit of this. Uh-huh. Just enjoying the weekend, maybe. I only nice got a single Saturday bottle, night. but I'm definitely going to have to pick this up. It comes in a four-pack, like yep. most of the founders, their, um, their barrel-age series ones, they come in a four-pack. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping with this deal, obviously, with, with the new Mahal mm-hmm. uh, San Miguel merge. I'm calling it a merger. I mean, I'm hoping it's a merger. I'm I'm hoping that, you know, obviously we're going to see... Partnership with money. Yeah, partnership partnership with money. You know, I don't expect the price to come down on these. I want to say that a, tw- a twelve pack or twelve pack. They're they're a little pricey. I want to say like twelve or thirteen ninety nine for a four pack, mm-hmm. which could be worse. Because I mean, come on, we've seen worse. But for a four pack, that's not bad. And considering you can get um, the, I mean, heck, a 
you know, four pack of KBS is like $25 still, even though I feel like you're going to see that price come down. Cause I feel like the market yeah. was a little inundated last year. Um, it got pretty saturated this year too. We saw it everywhere. Yeah, we did. I'm hoping we see more of their other beers in the barrel age series. Cause literally this is the exact same. What they do is they have their barrel age series. KBS is just another beer in that barrel age series. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we see this beer maybe a little more and also that doom. Cause I really would like to try doom on the episode. Yep. Um, I, I, I would as well. That's the only IPA. It's a double IPA that I've ever had. And it's in that series. It's the only double IPA I've ever had that was actually better aged over after like a year. And it didn't taste like a barley wine. It just yeah. still had hints of IPA, and it was just it was better aged than it was fresh. I have some good news for you. <gasps> what is your good news? So I was I was looking on Untapped into this beer, All and right. there's a note in the details that I think pertains to you very much. So okay, there's a distribution note. And oh, we haven't talked distribution on we this. We do but like to talk distribution. I like to talk. Distribution. This is now available year round, beginning April of 2018. So this will be a year round beer. I have seen have. it much more. All so that explains why I'm seeing it more, because I feel like you used to only really see it in the fall. Yeah, um, which is cool. Uh, Founders dis- distribution is pretty much the United States, I would say, pretty close to. Yeah. Um, they're they're pretty much everywhere. But um, now that we're on Untapped, what oh. would you what would you give this beer? So, I actually thought maybe I'd check this one in before, and I was going to see what old Chris had to say about it, but I have not. Ooh. Um. In my honest opinion, I'm actually going to say that I would drink this, given the option, I would drink this eight times out of ten compared to KBS. I like KBS, and I'm a collector. I would agree. But it I will depends s- on the year, though. Like if you're for KBS, it, yeah, yeah, agreed. Because we if it's like a we, fresh year, then looking I'd back drink on this. that episode, yeah, looking back on that KBS episode, we obviously had a few years we liked better than others, and I will say that yeah, this one I would drink. I'd like to age a bottle a little bit longer. Let's Ooh, see, because yeah. this is only one year. I think I'm going to pick up a four-pack here soon and maybe start maybe doing a little bit of a vertical with that one as well, because I'd be interested to see what it does. For me, I'm going to say a 4.5. I'm going to do a 4.4. Four. Mm-hmm. Only because, for some idea. reason, for the flavor, I want it to be heavier. Yeah. That's the only downside I could say. Well, it's interesting, because Founders, you know... And this is what it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this Mahal deal is that do they continue to make just as many of these barrel-aged beers? Because they've always been known for making not just like the one-offs. I feel like a lot of breweries only make like one-offs or like every now and then you see a barrel-aged version of their pre-existing beer. Like yep. Monday night, I know is really good about that. Like every now and then they'll bring you a new barrel-aged version of a beer that they didn't previously done. Like a few yep. of their beers, they have it. Um Founders has always been really good about in distributing around the country as well, mm-hmm. distributing beers in a barrel age series on a regular basis. And so interesting to see if maybe they do that with more of their beers. Um, yeah. uh, Bl- Blushing Monk, which is one of their beers that they had stopped making for a while, came they re-released that a few wow. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I be- seeing that. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've seen the beer and I, I've never had it. And I'm interested if like they do something like that in, 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 in a a barrel. barrels. But we'll see if the operations holds true to peace. But I'd say... Um, yeah, good job by founders. Like I said, four five, four yeah. four, whatever we gave it, it's it's solid. The users gave it a four one three out of a hundred and hundred and sixty three thousand check ins. Lots of ratings. Lots, lots of ratings. ratings. I say well so worth it. Founders is really still, good. Founders is still one of my. I, if I had to say, they are one of my top ten favorite brewers, not in the state of Georgia, because I feel like I yeah. put Georgia in its own class. Because I get easy distribution to a lot of their rare beers. Yeah. If I had to say like breweries that I love around the country that aren't in the state of Georgia, I'd say they're one of my top ones for sure. Just because of stuff like this that they put out. So yeah. any uh, final thoughts on them? No, I think it's beer. delicious. Um, it, 
hides the eleven percent pretty well. Also, and it tastes really good. Final factoid. Yeah. Did you know that Founders Brewing actually is not their established name? Ooh, what is it? It is Canal Street Brewing Company. Wow. I know. I know. I There's probably was, some history behind that. There is. So they were founded in the mid '90s. I just thought it was interesting. I was reading their Wikipedia page as obviously I was reading some of the articles. Hmm. But interesting. No. Yeah. Cheers to founders in this Cheers. one. Cheers to Mahal. Send yeah. Miguel because it sounds like maybe they're going to be uh, doing some great stuff here yeah. soon. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. It's the heavier beer. That was it's holding. The, it's holding the glass down. Oh, it's holding the glass. These are the right glasses for yeah. this. Though, finally. So thank you very much for joining us on this third episode of season two of yeah. the Multi Goodness Podcast. Remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or one of our social channels on Facebook at Multi Goodness or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. And also, remember, if you have any comments, auditorial corrections, or just want to reach out to Cal and me, <clears throat> send us beer. Um, <clears throat> feel free to do that. Uh, reach out to us on one of those social channels. We are definitely super responsive and would love to hear from you. So, Kyle, do you have any final thoughts about any of the beers we've talked about today? You know, I feel like a backwoods bastard drinking this beer. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.